Welcome to the Hustle Sanely podcast, a show that equips you to get organized and boldly pursue your wildest dreams. Around here, we believe it is totally possible to pursue our goals without feeling burnt out, overwhelmed, or sacrificing our mental health and relationships. I'm your host, Jess Massey. Now let's get into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Hustle Stanley podcast. Um, Have I made it clear over the last few weeks that I am so dang grateful that you are here? Because, girl, I am so dang grateful that you are here. Seriously, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I think it is so cool that I get to ride with you on your way to work or go with you to the gym or wherever you're at listening, folding laundry, whatever you're doing while you're listening to this podcast. I am so glad that I am right there next to you doing the dang thing. But today's episode is going to be a little bit different than the usual episodes. So it's going to be more like a story time vibe. But I promise to still weave in tangible tips and takeaway strategies for y'all too. Um, But the reason that I wanted to do the topic that we're going to be talking about today is because One of my most engaged stories on Instagram is from a few months ago, and it's when I chatted about starting therapy. Um, Before we go any farther into this episode, I have to give you guys a little bit of a disclaimer. So I am not a mental health professional, surprise, surprise, and I don't intend for anything in this episode or any episodes, honestly, um, to be viewed as professional medical advice. Like I would always recommend that you go talk to a medical professional, like seek professional counsel. Like don't take this as like actual medical professional advice. Okay. Okay. So now that that's out of the way, I want to talk about why I started going to therapy. So a little bit of a backstory I don't have a lot of experience around therapy. Um, So I remember going once or twice to family counseling as a kid. I was like seven, maybe eight years old. My parents got divorced, so we all went together for family counseling. But then my parents actually ended up getting remarried to one another. But I do remember in those counseling sessions that the pastor of the church that we attended when I was a kid, he was the one kind of conducting them. And he was wearing like this very colorful glove, like each finger, it was like a plastic glove. Each finger was a different color and each finger like represented something. I don't remember what the heck they represented, but I just remember that colorful glove. And then before my husband and I got married, we were required to do premarital counseling, but it was like a pre-written type of thing. Like we went through a workbook together, did a video together, and we knew the, the man who did our counseling. Um, it's the same man who married us and my husband like grew up around him. So like we had a strong bond with him already. So it wasn't like awkward or like there wasn't a lot of unknowns. Like we weren't going in to talk to a stranger basically. Um, so that's those two things are like the only experience that I have around counseling really. As I've gotten into my later 20s, I'm 29 now, a lot of my friends have opened up and shared that they go to counseling and they go to therapy. So it has been nice to kind of hear about it more and for it to be a little bit more normalized in my world. I've never really had a stigma regarding 
talking therapy, but I always just thought like, oh, I don't, my problems aren't big enough for therapy, which we will talk all about that mentality later on in this episode. But I just wanted to give you guys like a little bit of a backstory of like my relationship with therapy, which was a small one up until this point. Um, We didn't really talk about feelings much growing up at my house. Not in a bad way, but like we just never sat around the dinner table and were like, hey, how are you feeling? Or hey, how are things going? Um, So now that I am an adult, I kind of realized that I never learned how to properly process my feelings. So now that I've been going to therapy for a few months, I've learned that a lot of my workaholic and controlling tendencies actually stem from feeling like I'm not enough. Like I always need to prove myself. So before going to therapy for the first time, I hardly ever allowed myself space to process my feelings. So instead, I would try to outwork them, but I didn't realize that that's what I was doing. I would push my feelings down, or push them over to the side, but I never really came face to face with them and went deep and asked myself, hey, why are you feeling this way? Or hey, where do you think this is coming from? I was highly addicted to achievement. And anytime I started to feel like overwhelmed or uncomfortable or doubtful, I would just dive into a new work project or some type of thing that I could get good at and just put all of my energy into that and not really think about why I was feeling the way that I was feeling. For me to be able to sit here and tell you guys that I have recognized that a lot of the workaholic and controlling tendencies that I've experienced over my life stem from feeling like I'm not enough, that's a big deal because me three or four months ago before going to therapy, I would be like, oh, that's not true for me. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. But learning tools and strategies to like sort through my feelings, they've just helped me uncover a lot with the help of my therapist. So the first step to really, you know, overcoming things is recognizing them. And if I never would have recognized those habits and those patterns that I'd been creating, I would never would have been able to kind of work through them, if that makes sense. Um, so I want to talk about the my personal breaking point and like what caused me to decide to go to therapy. Um, so I decided to stop working weekends a few months ago, which if you've listened to episode one, you might know that I have never had one job up until now. Like I've always been working multiple jobs, been in school. Like I've always had a super, super full plate. But whenever I decided to drop out of school and do what I'm doing full time, and now that I only have one job, I was like, Jess, you really don't need to be working nights and weekends. Like you need to be pouring into the relationships in your life. So one Sunday I was sitting at my house. My husband and I were supposed to spend the day together, but something, an emergency came up and he had to go be with somebody else. So I was left sitting at my kitchen bar, like at our little kitchen bar, and I just started bawling, you guys, like an actual breakdown. And I did not feel it coming on. Like I just had a meltdown when I realized that I wasn't going to be working that day. I didn't know who I was or what my purpose was other than working. So I sat in my kitchen and cried because I felt so purposeless. I was like, what am I supposed to do if I'm not allowing myself to work today? That's when I knew that I needed help because I 
I couldn't separate my worth from my work. And I was like, uh, that's a red flag. Um, so I'm not going to lie. I was pretty nervous to tell my husband what happened that day whenever he came home that evening because I thought that maybe I needed to go to therapy and I wasn't afraid that he was going to judge me or tell me to like get over it. I was nervous to tell him because I knew my ego would be a bit bruised, admitting that I couldn't figure this out on my own and that I thought that I needed a little bit of support. Um, So that brings me to what I think therapy is. Therapy is a tool. It's somewhere that I went to learn strategies to help me healthily navigate my feelings and emotions. So if you take anything away from this episode, take that away. Therapy is a tool. It's meant to teach you. Um, So comparing the size of your problems to the size of someone else's problems, that's pointless. And that's what I had to learn. Your struggles are valid. Your feelings are valid. I used to think that going to therapy was selfish because there are people in the world who have way bigger problems than me. And I didn't want to take up the time of a therapist that where their time could be spent talking to someone who needed more help than me. That is such a dangerous mentality to be in and no one should ever be ashamed to get help. No one should ever feel like their problems aren't big enough to go talk to somebody and be walked through something. We don't ever question asking for help if we break a bone. We just go to the doctor. If we can't reach something that's on a higher shelf, we ask someone taller than us for help. If we need help losing weight, we go hire a personal trainer without even thinking about it. So we shouldn't feel shame or embarrassment when we need to ask help to sort through our feelings and emotions. So the title of this episode is, Do You Need to Go to Therapy? Well, here is my answer. I honestly think that every single person can benefit from going to therapy. It's a place where you become aware of unhealthy patterns that you've adopted, a place where you learn strategies to best cope with navigating life in a healthy manner, and you learn tools to help you communicate effectively with other people. You learn how to advocate for yourself. You learn how to get to the root of why you're feeling certain things instead of avoiding them and hoping that they'll magically go away. Guess what? That doesn't happen. I've tried that. It doesn't work. Um, A big question that I got asked on Instagram when I started talking about my choice to go to therapy was how did I find a therapist to go to? Well, I mentioned earlier that I had a few friends who have shared with me that they go to therapy. So I asked where they went, but then I wanted to do a little bit of research on my own. So I knew that I wanted to go speak to a Christian therapist because I'm a Christian and my faith is very important to me. And I wanted any advice that I was getting to be biblically sound. So I honestly went on Google, which is where I go when I need to find out anything. And I typed in Christian counseling in Tampa, Florida. And the first three that popped up, I like looked through their websites. I read about the therapist um, through their bios on the websites and the About Us page. And I decided to just make an appointment with somebody who there I resonated with their bio. Like what she offered seemed to be what I was struggling with. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go for it. And so I just emailed the place because that's how they wanted you to book appointments was to email through their website. And then they reached out to me and I made my first appointment. So I thankfully had 
had a super great connection with the first therapist that I went to, but I've heard from so many people that it is normal to go to someone, not really vibe with them, and then have to try somebody else. Like, it's okay if you go and you don't love, like, your experience. You can go to somebody else. You don't have to get it, quote, right on the first, the first go around. Like, it's okay to go to somebody not like it, and then try to go to somebody else. Because think about it, we're all so different. Like, you don't get along with every single person. Like, personalities clash. Like, that's just the name of being a human, you know? Um, So that is kind of how I went about finding somebody, was I knew what was important to me, which was having a Christian therapist. I used Google, and then I just read a bunch of bios, and I got some input from my friends who I knew also went to counseling. And then I just went for it. And I went in with the mentality of knowing that, hey, if I don't vibe with this person, that's fine. I can make an appointment with somebody else. So the other question that I got asked about a lot is how was my first appointment? I think a lot of people ask this question because a lot of us don't know what to expect. Like we've only seen, or at least this was the case for me, I had only seen and heard about therapy from uh, TV and movies. And like, I was like, okay, so am I going to go in and like lay down on a couch and like put my hands behind my head and just like sit across from somebody with a clipboard? Like, how does this work? So I was the same going in for my first appointment. I didn't know what to expect. I was a little bit skeptical about like pouring my heart out to a stranger. Like, I didn't know what like what to expect, like I said. So I went in with a very open mind, but I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit apprehensive. But my first appointment, it was 90 minutes long, which my appointments now are 60 minutes long. But the first one, they just want to take a little bit of time, at least where I went, to get to know you. And so we just spent a lot of time. It was kind of just like having a conversation. There was a couch and there was a clipboard, but I didn't lay down. Like I just sat like it was very, very casual. And it was seriously just like a conversation. I was very comfortable and I honestly bawled my eyes out at my first appointment, which I did not expect, but just talking to someone who doesn't know you and who is unbiased, it can they can ask you questions that you don't think to ask yourself, or they can ask you questions and you're kind of held accountable to answer those questions because someone is sitting across from you waiting for the answer. Because we can ask ourselves hard questions, but then we don't have to answer. We can just move on and do something else. You know what I mean? So having that accountability of somebody uh, sitting across from you asking you hard questions and waiting to hear the answer, you're just like, oh dang, like I actually have to think about this and answer it. And what I really liked is whenever I was answering these questions, you know, sometimes you feel like you're just word vomiting. But what was cool is my therapist was kind of like a sounding board. So I would, you know, kind of word vomit all of my thoughts out. And then she would help me. I just picture like buckets. She would help me kind of put my thoughts into different like buckets or categories. And then we would kind of pick them apart, not in a bad way, but we would just kind of decipher where they were coming from like one by one. So she helped me kind of untangle. I get that's a really good way to put it. She helped me untangle my thoughts and kind of just get down to the root of them. Whenever we untangled them, I felt so empowered. Like I didn't feel like my head was about to explode or overwhelmed. I was like, oh, This is what's going on. And then together we created action steps to go along with each thing that I was talking about so that I could 
make steps and make strides toward getting out of unhealthy patterns that I didn't even realize that I was living in. Um, so after my appointment, I went home with a few action steps. And then that's kind of how all of my appointments go. So I go once a month to chat with my therapist and we came up with that timeline together. I know some people go every other week, some people go every week. And I think it just depends on your needs and where you're at and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But we decided on once a month for me and I go home with action steps and I'm free. She gives me her, you know, her contact information. And if I have questions, I'm more than, you know, able to email her, call her, whatever I need to do um, as I'm working through stuff. So that's kind of how therapy has gone down for me. I'm so thankful that I decided to start going to therapy um, every month. I find myself using the strategies that I learn every single week. Um, and so I would just really encourage you that if you're considering going to therapy, but you're just like, I don't know if it's for me, like what do you have to lose? Nothing. You have everything to gain. Your problems, like I said, are not too small to go talk to somebody. Therapy is a tool, period. Anyone can benefit from adding more tools to their tool belt. You know what I mean? So I think we should be a people who release the stigma of getting support for our mental health because our mental health is just as important as our physical health. And I think that's so important for us to remember. I hope that me sharing and opening up about my therapy journey just kind of helped you in some way or gave you a little bit of courage to look into using therapy as a tool in your own life. But before I let y'all go, I want to talk about next week. We are starting a series here on the Hustle Sanely podcast called The Holiday Hustle. I know, perfect title, um, where I'm going to be talking about all things taking care of ourselves and managing our time well during the craziness that is the holidays because believe it or not people the holidays are upon us and it is so easy to feel overwhelmed and burnt out during this season and here at Hustle Sanely, we are not down for that. So I put together a few topics that I want to dive into just to make sure that we are all taking care of ourselves during this time of year. So make sure that you tune in next week for episode one of The Holiday Hustle. I am so pumped and I hope that you are too. Thank y'all for hanging out with me today and I cannot wait to meet you back here next week. I so appreciate you tuning in to today's show. I hope it blessed you right where you're at. If you did enjoy it, make sure to take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your Instagram story. Tag me at Jess M. Massey so I can see it and even share it on my story. Your feedback is such an encouragement to me and it helps the show more than you will ever know. If you want more Hustle Sanely in your life, make sure to visit jessicamassey.com. It's actually my favorite place to hang out online. I'll meet you right back here next week, friend. Until then, keep hustling sanely.